Wow, it is cold out there. Oh, hi. I didn't see you guys there. What a surprise. I wasn't expecting anyone today, not in this weather. It's, uh, it's hot cold out there. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're here because uh, I've actually been meaning to do this for a while. Uh, I, know, I know I'm a couple weeks behind, but uh, since, since you guys are here, since you came all this way, I guess uh, I guess it's about I do this. So, welcome to the tenth episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, uh, for well, the episodes Cloak of Darkness as well as Layer of Grievous. Um, I've been meaning to get these out, but uh, as you guys know, those of you who read the site, I was uh, I was sick with the flu for a week, and then this past week has just been crazy with. With the holidays and with this snow, it's it's like record-setting snowdrifts out here in Vancouver. So I, uh, so I mean, I've spent about two hours every day shoveling the walk so that people can get up and down the street. Haven't really had time to prepare this and put this together. So what I figured I would do for you guys is a special Christmas episode. Uh, it's gonna be very Christmas. It's it's not holiday because, well, uh, I I personally don't really agree with the whole you know let's not talk about Christmas. Uh, I like Christmas. Actually, I love Christmas. It is my favorite time of year, regardless of how cold it is outside. I I love the decorations. I love giving presents. I love receiving presents, and. Uh, I just I, I love everything about it. I mean, what's not to love? It's Christmas time. So, so uh, yeah, I, I thought that I'd do a special Christmas episode for you guys. But before we get into the special holiday festivities, uh, first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down some of the news. Uh, I'm, I'm two weeks behind. Actually, even more than that, more like two and a half weeks. So there's a little bit of stuff to talk about. Um, come all in this upcoming week, actually even right now I'm pretty sure, uh, Clone Wars is in the middle of their holiday broadcast schedule and, uh, and Cartoon Network is showing all 10 episodes of the Clone Wars this week so that you guys can get caught up, those of you who haven't uh, been watching every week. So if you've missed an episode, head over to Cartoon Network and you can actually see their schedule and find out when the episodes that you've missed are airing and uh, and catch those if that's not working into your busy holiday schedule which I completely understand trust me I understand then well what you can do is you can go online because StarWars.com actually has all 10 episodes that have aired so far up on the site for viewing which is great because previously they've only had uh, the, the last week's episode up. So uh, every Friday it would they would put up on the website the episode that had aired that previous Friday for you to check out. So if you if you miss something by a couple weeks, then you weren't able to to view the episodes online. But now's your chance. You can jump online. You can watch those streaming on StarWars.com. And as always, you can you can watch uh, if you if you purchase them on iTunes with a season pass or buy episodes. Apparently, the quality 
of the iTunes episodes is just fantastic. Uh, so if, if you're all set up for that, uh, you've got iTunes, you've got a Mac or just a regular PC, uh, but if you've got like a Mac TV or, or whatever those are that, that you can hook it up to your TV and you can watch it through that, apparently it's just it's great quality uh, even though it's a download service. So if you're missing out on stuff, that's a great way to do it. And even more exciting news for the international viewers, Clone Wars has started airing in a ton of countries all over the world and StarWars.com right now actually has a huge list of about I don't know I think there was there was over 15 countries there that that are now airing it as well as the TV stations that they're airing on so if you're in one of those international countries uh, not in the States not in Canada then you can check that out find out when the Clone Wars is airing for you and start watching and uh, and and you should be watching because oh my goodness this show just gets better and better every week. It's just better and better and better. So if, if you're not caught up yet, uh, I suggest checking out one of those many ways to get caught up uh, if, if you have the, the ability to do so because, man, you don't want to miss a minute of this because as soon as we come back in January with new episodes, it's just going to continue with one great episode after the other. So... So definitely check that out. Uh, find out when it's airing in your country, and uh, and let me know what you think. Write 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 an email into me as soon as you've seen an episode or two, and let me know if you like it, if you're happy with the series. Uh, other than that, uh, actually, we've got some video game news, some exciting video game news. Uh, the Old Republic, uh, Bioware and LucasArts have have released a video, the first video with gameplay footage from the Old Republic, the new uh, Star Wars MMO, and uh, and I, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I, I don't know, it's not too, looks great. Uh, I expected it to look great. It looks just like anything that you would expect from Bioware. So if you're a gamer and you've played uh, the old Knights of the Old Republic games, one and two, uh, if you've played Mass Effect, if you've played anything by Bioware, you know that these guys know their games and they put out really good product. So uh, head over to their website and uh, uh, you can check that out. Uh, they've got it on there. Um, I believe it's theoldrepublic.com. You can check out Bioware's website and LucasArts website and they have they have links over there because I'm not 100% sure what their, uh, what their website is. I probably should have written that down. But, uh, but you guys kind of caught me uh, unawares tonight. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Game looks really promising. There's forums over over on their website that you can get involved and start discussing. You can let the developers know uh, what you're expecting. You can you can follow them on Twitter, and uh, that's the best way to get news updates for this game because they have done a whole bunch of developer diaries that you can access through Twitter uh, through their Twitter account. Um, which you can actually find on the Old Republic's website. So uh, definitely head over there, check that stuff out because it's getting exciting, and I think we're going to start to see a bit more um, as as 2009 progresses. So so big hopes for that in 2009 to see a lot of that game. But we might not see the game uh, as as late as 2010, 
So it could be a while before we get our own copies and we can start playing and uh, and start the Frontlines Guild on on the uh, the Old Republic. But uh, but there will be lots of exciting news leading up to that, I'm sure. So head over there and check that out. My last news and uh, uh, Frontlines news is that the uh, the Force Unleashed has added a couple of new download packs one being the downloadable level and the other being a, a whole bunch more costumes um, I've downloaded both packs and I can tell you for a fact um, the the downloadable level well worth the price um, it's not a super long level but it, it's another level it extends the game um, it's just that much more to enjoy and uh, and some really really interesting stuff. You head into the Jedi Temple uh, to search for sort of the history of the Jedi and of of your father being the the secret Vader's secret apprentice. Um, so you can kind of it. What you have to do, and it took me a little while to figure it out because there were no instructions. But what you have to do is you download the pack and you actually have to start a new game. And you'll start the new game. Um, you won't be completely powerless. You'll have a certain amount of your force powers leveled up as it, it sort of fits into a certain part of the game. Uh, so you can kind of determine where this story chunk would fit into the game. Um, and you're on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple. And, uh, and you free fall from, from the, uh, the ship at the beginning. It's pretty cool. Uh, so if you've if you've got the Xbox 360 or the PS3, definitely check that out because it's a lot of fun. And with that level pack, you actually get a whole uh, slew of new costumes as well, including the Apprentice's Temple Exploration Gear, uh, the Apprentice Cybernetic Reconstruction, which is sort of like uh, the Sith Stalker, but but like taken even farther. Uh, the Apprentice's Sith Training Gear. Mace Windu, Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, the Dark Stalker, Lightsaber Training Droid, and Combat Training Droid. And these are all really cool costumes. And then the other costume pack includes the Apprentice's Utility Combat Suit, the Spirit Apprentice, which is a pretty cool one, Republic Trooper, which is uh, the Episode 3 Clone Trooper, uh, Luke Skywalker Tatooine Gear, Ben Kenobi, which is Old Obi-Wan, uh, Plo Koon, Count Dooku, uh, let's see, Django Fett, and C-3PO. So for the, all of you out there, I know you wanted to play a C-3PO, and now you have your chance. And, uh, and, and I'm sure that you're all very excited about that, all of you C-3PO fans. But the best part of this, uh, the, the costume pack, has to be, for us Clone Wars fans, the Apprentice Animated Clone Wars style. It's, it's his sort of, uh, his iconic uniform that, that he wears in the first level, but like tuned up. So, so he's all, he looks like he's straight out of the Clone Wars series, like the, the exact same style, which I love it when they do stuff like this, where they take a realistic design uh, for a Star Wars character and they turn it into these animated stuff. We've got a lot of the statues, that sort of thing uh, for, for these. So I, I just love this costume. And, uh, and it's a, a huge deal for those of us who uh, who are into the Clone Wars. So that's our video game news, uh, which it's nice to have some 
for once. Well, not for once, but for a second time or third time, I guess. Um, and I'm hoping that we can get some more video game news in the future as we get closer to uh, the Old Republic being released. And hopefully we're going to get some more stuff for The Force Unleashed. Because I, for one, am not done playing that game. I just, man, uh, probably probably one of my, my favorite games of the entire year. So um, if you haven't picked up The Force Unleashed yet, go back to episode three of the podcast, uh, listen to it, see if it's uh, if it sounds like something that you'd want to want to play. And if it is something you want to play, definitely go pick it up. Um, I still haven't gotten a chance to play it for the Nintendo Wii, but I have a friend who's played it for the Wii, and he says that it's just fantastic, and he loves it, and just people love this game. It, it's probably one of the best Star Wars games that's ever come out. So if you've missed it, um, it might be too late to throw it on your Christmas list, as this will probably go up uh, the day before Christmas Eve, but uh, maybe Boxing Day for those of us in Canada. Um, I don't know if, if anywhere else in the world you guys you guys have big sales the day after Christmas. But in Canada, we have this thing called Boxing and huge sales after Christmas. So take your gift cards, uh, your the Christmas money that your grandma sent you, whatever, and, and head out there and pick up a copy of The Force Unleashed because the game is just awesome. Um, I sound like a commercial today. It's kind of funny. It's, uh, it's supposed to be the big Christmas episode, and I sound like a, a consumer... Uh, commercial well just a commercial I just sound like a commercial um, but only because I love this stuff uh, so so it, it has nothing to do nobody's sponsoring me yet nobody uh, nobody's telling me to to say these things this is just my own opinion and I happen to love this game and think that everybody should get out there and get it so that hopefully we can get a sequel or something that would be awesome um, my last piece of news before I get into the uh, the festivities of this week, is going to be that we have forums. Uh, they are not our own forums. Um, we are we are lucky enough to be guests on another forum, and the forums that are now hosting us are the Geek Out Loud forums. So big thanks to Big Honk and Steve, uh, who has been on the on the the podcast before uh, he actually he hosted the last episode with me and uh, wow I couldn't be more thankful it's best Christmas gift I've gotten so far and uh, and not only is it a Christmas gift to me but it's also a Christmas gift to all of you that listen to the podcast that want something some place to get together and discuss the Clone Wars as well as everything else geeky because like I said it's the geek out loud forums and that's your safe place to geek out. So definitely head over there. I'm gonna post a link on the site. It'll be in the in the the main navigation bar up at the top, a link to the forums. As well, I'm gonna post along with this episode a little snippet that'll point you towards there, towards those forums. But if you can't wait for that, uh, or if you haven't already checked it out, <clears throat> head over to uh, geekoutpodcast.com/forums, and uh, and you can check out our new forums we are under the friends of geek out loud and there's a there's a subheading for frontlines the clone wars podcast we've already got a discussion going in there about uh the clone wars for canucks for us canadians so uh anybody else who wants to discuss the clone wars head over there you can also discuss 
everything you could ever imagine that has to do with geeks. Comic books, Star Wars, uh, any other movies, uh, just everything. TV shows, and there's lots of other great podcasts that are hosted on this forum. So head over there, check out everybody's section, check out everybody's podcast that's there. Uh, Michael Bailey's podcast, Views from the Long Box, which I have just recently started listening to. Um, which is a, a fantastic podcast. I want him to come be on the show, but he doesn't watch The Clone Wars. So what I say is everybody get on the forums, go over there, register, head into the Views from the Long Box forums, and, and politely, don't be mean about it, because this, this forum is going to be a safe place. It's going to be a positive atmosphere where we just talk about what we love about being geeks. But But... Head over there and and maybe maybe in the front lines we'll set it up in the front lines section, but we are going to set up a, a campaign to to maybe get Michael Bailey watching some Clone Wars so that he can come be on the show because I really like his podcast I, I'm I'm a big fan of his now, um, and he's got me realizing as big of a comic book fan as I am I have so much to learn and I just everywhere I turn lately that's that's how I feel every every time I turn around these things that I thought at one point in time I was the uh, the master of my domain I have so much to learn from from these other great people uh, especially when it comes to podcasting I, 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 I bow to these guys and they're Steve and, and, and Michael Bailey they're, they're just gods among men Derek Russell as well of, of Starkville's House of L sorry Starkville House of L not Starkville's House of L uh, common mistake, as well as Skynext, which I just helped uh, with with the redesign on their site. So check that out. Check out all these podcasts. Check out every podcast I ever talk about because these guys are all and they all deserve your guys' attention as well as just all the accolades that we can give them because because there would be no front lines, the Clone Wars podcast, without a lot of these guys having gone before me to inspire me to do this podcast for you guys. So that's our news. Check out our forums. I really want you guys to head over there. I'd love to start a community. Um, and this sounds like a great place to do it. And and also get you guys listening to everybody else's podcast because they're all so great. Um, and with that, I'm, I'm going to get into the... Uh, oh, well, it, it sounds like there's somebody at, at the door. I'm just going to... I'll be right back. Yes. Oh. Well, look at look at this. I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting you guys, and I certainly wasn't expecting these two uh, gentlemen to join me. You guys are just in time. Uh, everybody, say hi to your favorites and mine: R two D two and Chewbacca uh, from the galaxy far, far away. Say hi, guys. There you go. So, uh, as you can see, in in the studio, the studio that is my office today, uh, I've, I've I've got legends: Chewbacca the Wookiee and R two D two the Droid. This 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 is really big for me. Uh, I I haven't had any real uh, guests uh, come on other than Steve, so. So this is this is huge, and you, you guys, wow, you came a long way just to uh, just to be on my podcast. So, 
So, wow. Uh, and you know what? You're just in time because uh, I was just about to kick off the festivities with uh, actually something that both of you were a part of. And that is I'm, I'm going to play a few selected songs from Christmas in the Stars, the uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 Christmas album from from way, way back that I'm sure a lot of you younger fans probably have never even heard. And I... Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just about to get to that. Um, R2 actually has his first singing role on this Christmas album, along with C-3PO. And, I mean, there's a song all about Chewbacca as well. So, yeah, we're going to get to it. Uh, so, without further ado, I'll play a couple of pieces from Christmas in the Stars. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, and when we come back... Uh, well, we'll talk to, to Chewie and, and R2 and, and see what they have to say about it. And then we're going to talk about the last two episodes, Cloak of Darkness and Layer of Grievous. So here we are, without further ado, Christmas in the Stars. Oh, my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on everyone and sing. ask a question like that. Of course I'm getting ready for Christmas. It's all right here on my list. I've got mistletoe and holly. I've got peppermints and lollipops and 20 different kinds of chocolate bars. Everyone will be delighted. Even I am quite excited getting ready for Christmas in the stars. <laughs> yes, Artu, of course it's terrific, but there's more. Everyone will have a cookie. I bought extra for the I just hope that everybody can be here. If they all have marked the date, and if none of them is late, we'll have our greatest of Christmases this year. Stars. What a merry, merry Christmas! A 
Christmas this will be. What is that? That, my silly friend, is the sound of bells. What are bells? I cannot believe the question. It's like, what is indigestion? Not that bells and indigestion are the same. I cannot believe the query. To ask, what is Einstein's theory compared to what are bells seems almost tame. What is indigestion? Who is Einstein? Are two really? Before you ask me who is H.G. Wells, I will help your education with a simple explanation of bells. Bells? Bells. What was all that? All that was the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. Kind and sort, bells to play and bells to sport, chiming what the hour is now. Or they'll lead you to a cow. I was afraid you'd ask what is a cow. Bells, 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 make such a merry sound. Bells, 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 when Christmas comes around. Bells, when snow begins to fall. Bells, when friends begin to call. Bells, when love is in your heart. Start. In each and every land where peaceful harmony dwells, you will hear loud and clear the thunderous, wondrous sound. in your eyes, every color, every sign, speaking languages with ease. In a breeze, they're Japanese. You know what Japanese are.
Just, wow, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of things that get me into the Christmas spirit as much as songs about droids building toys for S-Claws. So, uh, wow, that was just, that was awesome. Uh, yes, you're a fantastic singer there, R2. I'm, wow, I'm in awe. Um, I, would, I would try and do some singing, but my voice is a little hoarse because I'm still getting over my... Uh, my cold, but, uh, yeah, thank you, Chewy. Thank you. Um, yeah, so there it is Christmas in the stars. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I enjoyed it as I do every year when I listen to this, uh, and then watch the star Wars, a holiday special. Okay. Well, calm down. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about the holiday special right now. It's kind of a bit of a sore spot for Chewy. So, uh, moving on to the episode Cloak of Darkness. Um, actually, I'm going to try something different this episode. Mostly because it's the Christmas episode. Uh, mostly because I just haven't had the time to write out a recap. Which I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. Uh, instead, I am just going to go over what I thought was great about this episode. 
um, and and sort of minus the recap. And hopefully you guys have all seen the episode, so you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, well, Cloak of Darkness. This was a fantastic, fantastic episode. Um, Paul Dini wrote it, which we talked about that on the last podcast. Paul Dini of uh, Batman the Animated Series and the whole sort of the Dini-verse um, of, of DC animated stuff. So, um, obviously, just superbly written, incredibly well written. Um, and on top of that, just some great voice work by a lot of people. Uh, the, the actress who does Luminara and Dolly's voice, just great. I really liked sort of the, um, she's got sort of just a very exotic flavor to her voice. It's, it's British, but it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like that, like the, the Indian British, uh, which I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense to people, but um, way back in the day, uh, India was sort of, it was colonized by Britain, I think. I don't know. I'm not a very big his history buff in this area, but kind of, uh, well, Britain had, had a very uh, a very large presence in India and, and a lot of uh, Indians they they sort of took on this this Indian slash British accent, um, but you get a really good example actually is the character um, the the prime minute. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a bit of a of a frog in my throat, maybe a frogling in my throat. Um, there's a bit of a Yoda joke. Uh, the the prime minister from the Temple of Doom from the Indiana Jones movie, the second Indiana Jones movie. Um, and sort of all of all of those Indian characters uh, that appear in that movie, they sort of have this same quality to their voice, which I thought was very fitting. I, I don't know. It, that's just sort of what it reminded me of. I could be way off base on that. But that's what it reminded me of. It was just this great exotic voice that that really just sort of adds to the whole Star Wars thing. It just, I don't know, that those the accents always sort of bring something out for me. Um and and I mean, speaking of accents, James Marsters uh, as Captain Argaius of the Senate Commandos, fantastic, so great, uh, such an awesome character. I absolutely loved this guy. It pissed me off to no end when they killed him at the end, because now it was like James Marsters, this fantastic voice actor. For those of you who don't know, James Marsters played uh he played spike on buffy the vampire slayer he plays brainiac on smallville um and and he's just he's an awesome awesome actor totally under under credit I mean, he's on this show called torchwood which i don't really like torchwood but he's still good on it um i've watched a couple episodes just because he's on it just he's such a fantastic actor and and to sort of lose him as as a voice talent so quickly. I mean, he's only in one episode and his character gets off, but uh, but the voice work was just fantastic. His accent as well, so great. And and in in an interview with him, he talked about um, it's not really a British accent as a lot of people would recognize it. Like that's what people sort of are calling it, like this sort of slimy British accent. But what he called it was. Uh, 
uh, I think it was like American stage English or something like that, which coming from a theater background for him, um, if you were, if you were say doing Shakespeare or something, um, and it called for something other than a British accent and you wanted like an American accent, there's like this American stage accent. And that's what he tried to do with it, which, I mean, this guy's like the master of accents that I think, uh, I just, I love his accents. Uh, so yeah, he was just freaking awesome. Um, I loved his voice and his character and I just, I hated to see him go so quick. Uh, he, he was just this great sort of slippery bad guy. And I, I, had a, I had a funny feeling about him from the start, not only because he's played by James Marsters, but just because, I don't know, that hair, his hair kind of, no, no good guy takes care of their hair that well. I, I just I always find that, that someone who, who has that just that well-coiffed look, they are so often a bad guy. That's just a personal opinion. Uh, that's 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 an insight that maybe only I have, but but there it is. Um, so I don't know if you guys agree with me, but it just the hair kind of tipped me off to his nefariousness, if that's a word, uh, right from the get go. So so yeah, he was a great character. Um, Gunray in this episode, Newt Gunray, just played so well. Um, and, and played just to the character that we saw in episode one and that we see a bit of in episode two and even less of in episode three, but just, he's only looking out for number one. He said as much in this episode and, and it was just great to see that character, uh, sort of get a little bit more. And, and like I've said before, time and time again, that is what's so great about this series is we get to see these characters that we get brief glimpses of in the, in the movies, in the films. And now they get to be expanded. We get to see more of them. They get to do more. They get to be more of a character. And and maybe you can find stuff in there that you like about that character. And for me, Gunray never really stuck out to me before. I always kind of thought that he was just, you know, a bit of a throwaway character. You could throw anybody into that uh, into that position in the, in the Star Wars story, and uh, and it would be fine. But in this episode, I really had an appreciation for the characterization of Newt Gunray and the way the way that he was just wow he is just such a slimy guy and and really only looking out for himself and when Ahsoka confronts him and says you know maybe maybe Dooku uh, is sending someone to silence you because they don't want you to talk and just the expression is priceless it's just it's so great where he realizes that maybe they're not here to rescue him Maybe they're here just to shut him up because um, he's become too much of a liability or, or whatever. So he's just he was very, very good, especially playing off of the clone troopers and, uh, and off of Ahsoka. Uh, just really great for bringing out those other characters as well. Um, next, I, well, Commander Gree makes his first uh, appearance in the series and chronologically his first appearance in Star Wars. Um, this having been previous to episode three. So um, really cool to see him because we see, we sort of see, and I don't know, I might be the only one, I might be inferring too much on the character here. But when you juxtapose him with Argaius, who, who betrays the Republic 
and with with Gree as a clone trooper, as a clone commander, um, and and how steadfast he is in in his acceptance of just you know like sort of the status quo of the Republic and and just following orders and that sort of thing. Um, it really just sort of lends to the character in Episode Three, which Commander Gree is the clone trooper on Kashyyyk with Yoda. Uh, yes, you were there as well, Chewbacca. Um, and and Gree is the one that that turns around that like he's he's I think he might even be one of the first clone troopers that we see get the Order sixty six. I'm pretty sure. Um, Commander Cody is the first one that we see get Order 66, but then you you see Gree uh, get off of his comm link and turn around to Yoda um, and 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 go to, to fire. And, and so when you ask yourself the question, how can these clones who've been serving alongside the Jedi just turn on them like this? Well, they're not turning on the Jedi. They're just standing up for what they believe is the Republic, which, I mean, at this point, it's become an empire, and, uh, and they're just sort of following orders, um, and, and little do they know they're, they're actually on the bad guy's side now. But, uh, but very interesting to sort of see that, that character come out this early on, that, that Gree is the type of clone that just follows orders. He's always going to follow orders. Because that's how he was built. That's how he was made. It's what he's there to do, is to be a clone trooper. So, I thought that was really cool. Um, and Asajj Ventress in this episode, holy smokes. Uh, she doesn't really say a lot. She doesn't really do a lot um, plot-wise. But she does just screw with everybody. She, she infiltrates the Republic ship. She gets on there, she screws with everything and just sort of slices and dices everybody that she comes across and, and blows up the, uh, the reactor or whatever. Um, that little droid in that room, oh, made from Empire Strikes Back that Han Solo was talking to while he's trying to repair the Millennium Falcon um, on Hoth. Very timely considering the, uh, the weather outside. Um, yeah, that little droid was just fantastic. I just loved him. Um, and and Asajj was great in this episode, just in her, in in her movement, just the movement alone said so much about the character and how she's just underhanded and just slimy and just so evil. Such a great episode for her. And then uh, towards the end of the episode, with the the battle with Luminara, just awesome stuff. Great, great stuff. Uh, oh man, awesome lightsaber battles, which I, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's Star Wars, so what more can you ask for than a great lightsaber battle? Um, maybe a little bit more starship battles. I'm not trying to be picky, not, not, not complaining. I'm just saying I would, for one, like some more starship stuff, but uh, that's just me. Um, but yeah, wow, such a great lightsaber battle. I love to see this stuff. Um, and Ahsoka, towards the end, sort of not following orders, following her instincts, which at first were kind of like, oh, Ahsoka, you're just like Anakin, sort of thing. Uh, but by the end of it, Luminara is kind of like, you know, maybe I'm the one who's a little bit blinded because 
I just follow the rules. I just follow the Jedi code and the order and the way that everybody expects things to go and maybe don't trust my feelings as much as I should, which, which Ahsoka sort of opens her eyes to that, which I just think is great because it's, that's, that's the student teacher relationship, you know, like where the teacher in trying to impart wisdom on the student oftentimes finds themselves being the one uh, wisened up. So it was fantastic to see that. And my last point about this episode, Cloak of Darkness, is that the Republic finally loses in one of these episodes. Um, so far in the series, up until this episode, the Republic's really just kind of been kicking butt and taking names, right? I mean, like, they destroyed the Malevolence. Uh, Yoda convinced the Toydarians to join the Republic. Um, I mean, they've captured New Gunray, of all things, you know. Just all this stuff, uh, it's very very positive for, for the Jedi um, and for the Republic. So it, it was kind of, it was interesting to see see things sort of take a turn, which, which is sort of the way that it's gone with this episode and the episode that follows it. So um, really, really cool to see that. Uh, anything that you guys want to add? Oh yeah, that's a really good point. Uh-huh. Well, there you guys go. So uh, some great points from from R2 and Chewie. Um, and now we've got uh, the next episode, Layer of Grievous. Uh, this is my favorite episode of the series so far, which I'm sure a lot of you guys aren't really all that surprised about. Um, because as you know, I am a huge Kit Fisto fan. And this episode obviously centers greatly around Kit Fisto. Of course, I mean, that's not to say the episode is about Kit Fisto. He is the Jedi Master. I'm not sure if he's a knight or a master at this point. I think he's a master. Um, that that the episode sort of focuses on. But um, this episode is about Grievous. When it comes right down to it, it's all about the character of Grievous. Uh, he totally steals the episode. And it's just so great in, in developing his character. Which, I mean, I think that we all have a pretty good feeling for who Grievous is. Uh, even even of how much information we have about the character. At least that's the way I've, I've always felt. I've always felt that I know a lot about Grievous. Um, even though we haven't seen a lot of him. I mean, we've seen him in the micro-series. We've seen a bit of him so far in this series, um, but we really only see him now as the character he is at this point. And we really don't see that much of him in episode three. And everything that he's doing is reactionary. We, we don't see him make any decisions of his own. He's just doing what he has to do to not get killed and you know make sure that the, the droid army continues. So to see in this episode, uh, his his home essentially if you can call it that I wouldn't call it that but his lair as they've dubbed it um, and and just sort of how he works and and uh, the the warrior that he used to be which I mean I've read a little bit um, in the in the Star Wars visionaries book which is a graphic novel of sorts that was done by the Star Wars 
artists, um, like the actual film artists, the concept artists did this book, Star Wars uh, Visionaries. And de if you haven't picked it up, definitely pick it up because it's just fantastic. There's a great story in there about uh, it's completely EU, sort of um, Star Wars Infinities. If you've ever read the Star Wars Infinities comics, which are also great and you should pick up. Um, but there's a great story about Darth Maul coming back from having died, supposedly. I'm doing air quotes. You guys can't see it. Well, you guys can, Chewie and R2, but uh, the people at home can't um, or listening on the bus. But anyways, uh, Darth Maul having died and, and apparently being recovered by, by uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Um, Darth Sidious and being sort of rebuilt as one of the first one of those first cyborg experiments and then uh, it sort of recounts Darth Maul's travels as he sort of tries to track down Obi-Wan uh, in order to kill him and, and there's all these stuff like where he was just behind him and we see well I won't ruin it I don't want to ruin it so check it out but the reason I bring it up in relation to this episode Layer of Grievous is because there's a great story in there about General Grievous before he became Grievous, when he was a, a Kalesh, I think is what they were called. Um, he was a Kalesh general, just like this great warrior. You see a little bit of it in in this episode, in the statues in, in his lair, uh, sort of in his dungeon. And, uh, and, and Kit Fisto sort of alludes to it, saying, like, you were once a, a great warrior, but now you're just a twisted machine sort of thing. Um, very similar to what Obi-Wan says to Vader in, in episode four. So uh, great, great parallels with these characters. Um, not our Veb. Uh, Kit Fisto's former apprentice, who Kit Fisto had to, had to leave behind, um, assumingly to save Obi-Wan and Anakin in the... the Battle of Geonosis because I don't remember seeing Nadar there so um, and that would be my guess is that that was when when he left him to because that was the beginning of the Clone Wars and Nadar has now <clears throat> completed the trials become a Jedi Knight uh, moved up from Padawan without his Jedi Master no less so very cool to see that but we see a bit of what Yoda was talking about in episode two when when he was saying, you know, that the Jedi are becoming arrogant, even some of the, the older ones. Um, but definitely in this instance, you've got you've got Nadar who believes, you know, he's a Jedi Knight and, and that somehow makes him all powerful. Like he can just sort of take on the whole galaxy himself, you know, Um and and it ends up being his downfall, right? He he believes in his power and not in in himself, and and sort of that's as Kit Fisto says, um, it's sort of his downfall. And I mean, I've always felt that with the Jedi, uh, the good Jedi believe uh, not by good Jedi's in like like good guy Jedi's, but the 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 wise Jedi believe and follow the belief that um, they don't have the power that the force itself is the power and they just 
like the force works through them. So, um, I mean, Qui-Gon sort of talks about this when he mentions the living force. Uh, this is how Obi-Wan sort of explains it when he says, you know, sort of let it, let it control your actions, although it still obeys your command. Um, it's a, it's a very tricky, tricky space to get in. And I think that Nadar, he sort of just tries to control it. He doesn't let, let the force naturally flow. And that ends up, uh, obviously being, being his demise, uh, not, not believing in the force or feeling the force in that way that, that we see Kit Fisto do. Cause I mean, <clears throat> you see Kit Fisto sort of with a bit more wisdom know when to fall back know when when to sort of know when to, to fold him as they say and uh, and to to retreat uh, which she does at the end actually in a very similar way to how we see general grievous flee in in several of his episodes previous um, but that that uh, that cockiness that self-assuredness of Nadar definitely leads to some wicked lightsaber battles. Uh, these were some of the best ones that we've seen so far, mostly just because like they're extended and they're extended battles with Grievous. And uh, I mean, every, I think everybody should know by now that, that the battles in episode three were kind of with Grievous were kind of cut short because it's just so hard to choreograph a fight with four lightsabers and then another guy with one. I mean, it's the same as this, the the dual lightsaber battle in um, in Attack of the Clones in Episode Two. Um, uh, but just like great, great extended battles with Grievous and these Jedi, um, even though Kit Fist ends up taking off at the end, um, knowing that he's sort of been defeated. Although, I mean, like they give if Grievous weren't in his element in his own lair. I'm sure that they would have they would have done him in there because because uh, they managed to cut his legs off and if he hadn't been able to escape and get new legs I'm sure they would have taken him down but uh, again in this episode the Republic loses which like I said it's sort of it's we're balancing it out I think so that was really cool to see um, and and my last point to talk about on this episode is the voice work of Phil Lamar, which if you are not, if you're if you're not familiar with Phil Lamar, <clears throat> you probably are, and you don't even know it. Um, if you ever watched, uh, well, he his his career as I know it started on Mad TV. Um, he was he was one of the one of the actors on. Um, the next thing that you would know him from is going to be the Justice League animated series, <clears throat> which it's kind of cool to see that because we just had uh, Paul Dini do an episode before that. So it's kind of this connection. Um, on on the Justice League, for those of you who don't don't know, he played the Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart, <clears throat> um, as well as in Justice League Unlimited. Um, and my favorite of his roles... Uh, even even beyond this one is going to be uh, he played Samurai Jack, which you would never know it because he did such a fantastic job in that role. Um, and I think he actually brings a lot of Samurai Jack's voice cues, just like sort of sort of the flavor of Samurai Jack's voice 
into the character of Kit Fisto. And then he puts like a, a there's almost like a, I'm going to say like a Jamaican twist to it, like a Rastafarian twist to it. He's just got that little tiny bit of flavor. Uh, probably because like Kit Fisto has the dreadlocks and like their tentacles, but I mean like they look like dreadlocks. So um, sort of sort of bringing that in, which again, I it just, it, it flavors it so much. And I think it just does so much to, to add to the Star Wars universe and to sort of flesh everything out, make make it a little bit more believable when everybody's not just talking in the same accent. Um, you've got this great variety. And, uh, and man, I could not be happier. I know back when it was rumored that it was going to be Seth Green, I was a little bit confused. Um, I still would have liked to have heard that. But apparently he's coming up as a cameo in an upcoming episode. So we'll wait and see about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I for one cannot wait for this character to return. Uh, obviously he, he lives to fight another day because we see him in episode three. So fantastic to see him in this episode. Uh, and to get more of Kit Fisto, I would love it if later on down the road we can get a bit more of a background for Kit Fisto because there isn't really one yet. As well as a bit of, and this is a bit of a spoiler alert for those of you who don't know, his relationship with Ayla Secura. Oh, I believe he has a relationship with Ayla Secura. I, I can seem to recall seeing a uh, like in a comic in one of the one of the comics a picture of them. They're they're underwater, and uh, and I guess that she can't breathe. And and in the little thought bubble caption, it's for Kit Fisto. They're kissing, and it says, "Let me breathe for you." Um, and I guess like he's he's sort of breathing in the water and and then giving her oxygen to breathe, which uh, which I think is pretty funny. Um, and maybe we'll see a little bit of that. I'd like to see a little bit of that of those two characters together, um, and see that dynamic and 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 explore that a little bit. As it's something that's uh, it's sort of taboo in the Star Wars universe, and that's like the Jedi romance. Um, we can see Anakin do whatever he wants because Anakin, we as we all know, ends up sort of turning. So to see these other good Jedi uh, lead that path of, of attachment um, would be really interesting to see, I think. A little bit of a tangent, a little bit of uh, wish fulfillment on that one. Uh, I'm not going to be running out and writing any fanfics about it, though, so I'll just leave it up to the professionals and, and see what happens. Um... Anything to say about that episode, you guys? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's our episode recaps for this week. I hope you enjoyed sort of the different format. That um, looks like the episode's going to be a little bit... Um, I mean, this is going to be a long episode because of everything else, but <clears throat> if we took out all of the music, our special guests here... Yeah, um, and and uh, other stuff. Um, this would have been actually a pretty short episode, all things considered. That I'm that I'm doing two episodes uh, to recap this week. Um, no collecting news. There's a there's a few things. There's a, a Rex life size maquette or statue that's being released. Um, it's kind of interesting, but I highly doubt that anybody 
really cares all that much. I, I find that stuff like this is generally good for people who own like comic book shops and that sort of thing so they can put them up in, in their front windows and attract business. But I don't know a lot of people who've got the cash because, I mean, obviously this thing's going to be around like five grand. Um, I know they did, Gentle Giant did the Princess Leia one and it, it goes for, I think like, I don't know, I think it's like two or three grand or something like that. One of the comic book stores here locally has one and it's for sale if, if anybody wants it. Um, but I don't think that anybody will. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there's of, of wave four of the figures out there that you guys can find. Um, there's some pictures of, of a few other things that have just sort of shown up. Um, but as I said before, it's kind of slow because we're not really going to hear anything until probably I would think February. Uh, about new figures, maybe something in January, some stuff in January. Um, at least as far as the Clone Wars figures go. But, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll hear some new stuff soon. Uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed. You guys do the same. Hopefully we'll hear some stuff off, some more collecting news. Um, with that, I'm going to go into next week's episode description. And uh, next week's episode actually is not next week's it's going to be we're coming back in january um i don't have the date right in front of me right now but it is somewhere uh midway into january we come back with dooku captured uh during their own attempt to kidnap count dooku anakin and obi-wan discover that the sith lord has already been captured by pirates so it looks like it's going to be a good episode um uh thank god an obi-wan episode Man, I am just, huh. I am getting very, very tired of not seeing Obi-Wan in this series. I like seeing all these other characters, but, I mean, we have so many Anakin stories, and yet no Obi-Wan Kenobi. And and I think that's just because they kind of, they don't know what to do with him. If he doesn't have Anakin as his Padawan to sort of be next to, you know, like have their, their sort of quippy relationship, I don't think that they know what to do with him right now. But I could be wrong. We might see more Obi-Wan stuff in the future. I would love to see an Obi-Wan solo episode um, that's very similar to like his storyline in episode two where it's very sort of film noir-ish because uh, I love that stuff. So but more Obi-Wan is always a good thing in my opinion. And with that, I think that we are done for this the special Christmas episode. Um, it's, it's still very cold outside, and uh, and I'm sure that, that Chewie and R2 do not want to go back out into that. So, yes, definitely. Um, I am going to make some hot chocolate, and I hope that, that Chewie and R2 here will join me in that. Um, well, some oil for R2 and hot chocolate for me and Chewie. Um, and, uh, and I hope that everybody has... A fun, safe, happy holidays. Um, I just want to say again, thank you very much to Steve Glosson of Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, your safe place to geek out. Head over, check out his blog, geekoutonline.com, check out his podcast, geekoutpodcast.com, and check out the forums, geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. Get on there, check it out. Uh, talk about stuff, have fun, uh, sort of start up the community, 
get more people listening to the podcast and sort of grow grow everything everything bigger don't forget to check us out online at clonewarspodcast.com follow us on twitter our username is clone wars and head over to the facebook group and join the group we have 52 members i want to get that up to 100 members so for those of you who are downloading and listening and i know you're out there and you haven't joined the facebook group or you haven't emailed um do it join the facebook group email me i would love to get some more emails you guys haven't been emailing me nearly enough so email me m cohen m c o h e n at clonewarspodcast.com you can find links for all that stuff on the website clonewarspodcast.com and actually this is going to be it for 2008 so everybody have a good new year a happy holidays i will see you guys in 2009 with my review of dooku captured so thank you very much for joining us and see you next time hurry up everyone we have to finish before s claus gets here why do we have to leave every christmas before he arrives because he doesn't want us to see him why not maybe he's shy maybe he doesn't exist he exists, all right. I have a sighting right here in my memory bank. You mean you actually saw... Judge for yourself. It happened only last year. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the shop, the toy-making droids had each come to a stop. The toys and the gifts had been stacked up with care in the hope that S. Claus would himself soon be there. All over the world, children old, children young, were asleep as they dreamed of the stockings they'd hung with a smile on their faces, all snug in their beds, as visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But needing a wrench that I couldn't find, I went back to the shop, leaving R2 behind. No, R2, you were not there. I saw him all by myself. Don't listen to him. I'm telling the story. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. As I searched through the shop, there came a great clatter, and I thought, oh, my stars, there is something the matter. Then the clatter got louder and got me so vexed I hid under a bench to see what would come next. The light of the moons on the new fallen snow lit the walls of the shop with a soft, friendly glow. When there, at the window, what I saw made me stare. A sleigh and eight reindeer floating in air. And jumping across from the sleigh to the floor was a round little man. Nothing less, nothing more. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. And I thought, can it be that S. Claus is alive? Why, the odds against that are ten billion to five. So who was this creature coming so near? What should I do? Was he someone to fear? But a wink of his eye and a turn of his head soon helped me to know I had nothing to dread. But what do you mean, R2? I was not frightened at all. No. No, I was under the bench because... I didn't want to get in the way. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the best part. 
not a word as he held out his sack. Then he reached for our toys and he started to pack. And I thought as I watched this shy little man, what a joy to be part of his wonderful plan. Then he jumped in a flash to the seat of his sleigh, calling out to his reindeer to take him away. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. By the light of the stars on each child we will call. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. And I heard him exclaim as he sped out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Maybe he did see as Claus. children in the galaxy for one clause to handle. So I help him bring toys to all the children. Do you really bring toys to all of them? Every single one. But what about droids? Will we get toys too? Not exactly. But even though you don't know it, every time you build a toy, you've already been given a gift. What does he mean? I think he means Christmas. But, Mr. Claus, pardon me for asking, but what does Christmas really mean? Could you explain it to us? Of course. I would be happy to. The meaning of Christmas. Christmas is a time for joy. Christmas is a world of snow. Christmas is your own face shining with a spell. 
that's it. Christmas is the feeling we get this year when we care for each other. Not only this year, but every year. As far back as anyone can remember, and way into the future. For different peoples, on different planets. But the best Christmas gift is always the same. I can love you, my gift to you, is that I do, will you See, the happiness your toys bring to children all over the galaxy is your gift. Not a feeling can compare to a moment filled with care. For a gift of love will live and ever Someday, every day will be like Christmas. Wouldn't that be wonderful?